Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello and welcome to part three of the Stompcast. Wow, this has been an amazing conversation. I knew it would be and I've really looked forward to today and Likewise. I'm really excited for our conversation in this third part because I think it's something that I'll definitely take things away as well as other mm -hmm. people I'm sure and that's when it comes to matters of the heart and yes we've kind of warmed up talking about relationships and slabs go dating yes relationships often it's phenomenally it's crazy actually that mm. we can feel so much love and think how can the brain feel this love but also how can the brain feel so much pain yes and heartbreak is uh, is unbelievable. I mean, you know, you can actually die of a broken yes. heart. Um, in fact, sometimes it's, you know, it's quite widely known that um, dogs whose owners will pass away, often the dog will die soon after yes. Yes. they died of a broken heart. And, um, and often you hear about it with humans too. Humans, you know, especially uh, people who are so, people that have, so have, intertwined, yeah, so yeah. close uh, together that there is this broken heart syndrome. Um, yeah. So it, it's real. I, I mean, find it very fascinating, actually. Yeah, I really absolutely. Do. And, absolutely. And, and, and having heartbreak is, I mean, anyone that's experienced it, have you experienced it? I've definitely experienced yeah. I've experienced a lot of heartbreak. Yeah, I mean, me I've come, I'm a year and a bit out of a breakup, and yeah. I, I won't talk about that specific breakup, but sure. it was, you know, it's so hard. It's, it's, it's difficult, like and it hurts, and hurts you're a like year hell. down the line, and it's, you know, it's still, you know, you still feel it, don't you? Sure, you do, you do. And I think, you know, it, it, everyone says it, and I do believe in the, you know, time is a healer. Um, and I do think it helps, um, but it's also perfectly okay to still feel like absolute crap, you know, after it. You know, I, I've, you know, been very fortunate to have loved a, a few times. You know, I'm, I'm happily married now to my husband. We've been married seven years together, nine. Congratulations. Um, thank you. And I'm hanging on in there. Seven year itch, Alex, I'll tell you, honestly. Um, we will come back to that at the end. <laughs> we'll come back to that. But, you know, but, but, you know, gosh, let me tell you now, you know, you have to work at a marriage every day. I mean, my God, that ring does not go on it and everyone sits back and congratulates themselves yeah, on their yeah. good fortune and off we go and skip into the sunset. Hell no. A marriage really starts on day one of that marriage. You know, we work at ours all the time. We have ups and downs and we're, we're pretty candid about that. It's why actually we, I'm sure we'll probably get onto it, developed our um, coaching hub, the relationship place, because yeah. we just recognise which Everybody. is an online platform oh, so that yeah. people can connect, access online support coaching platform. and coaching and yeah, advice. because relationship therapy, you know, it has a bit of a taboo, especially still in the UK, not, not so much in the States. But, you know, relationship coaching, marriage counselling, however you want to frame it, you know, it also, it, people tend to go, oh my God, is it because you're absolutely in dire straits? No, you know, the best time to get married. Well, it's therapy. how stupid it is to say, like, I'm not bad enough. Actually, I don't yes, mean that, no, but, like, yeah, but right. people always say I'm not bad not enough bad for therapy. Enough. Yeah, I mean, exactly uh, if that. you're alive, you've got a heartbeat and your brain's working, right. everyone's ready for some therapy. I mean, right. like, we can all build, grow. It's like going to the gym and say, oh, I'm really strong, I don't need to go to the gym. Exactly. It's all Makes about no prevention, sense. management, self-care. building self -care. and growing building and growing. The best time to get marriage therapy is before you've got married. Fantastic you know, advice. It, 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 Fantastic it advice. It really is. Best thing to do. We did it. It's the best time to actually ascertain 
Why you know, are you getting married? Yeah, why are you getting married? What, what are your, are your goals? boundaries? What are your things that you expect and from each other? Yeah, and what th- responsibilities yeah. do you have? What things do you want to kind of agree on and don't want? Yes, you know, I, do you want children? Massive question. And do you know That's, how many married people get married and after they're married go, go oh, do you want kids? No, don't want them or can't have them or whatever. And, and not even that, parenting styles, cultural differences, all of these things, you know, suddenly suddenly you're already two feet in, you know, and you've got your 30 grand of debt or whatever it is yeah. uh, from your wedding day and you're suddenly going, we aren't even remotely aligned. Yeah. You know, we don't even want the same things, you know. And, it, you know, marriage, marriage takes a lot of hard work, any relationship does, but, you know, I, I know I'm lucky to have had some, some lovely relationships prior to that too, but yeah, of course. Well, can I ask about like that? I mean, what, what a... So can you have a re- lovely relationship that ends? Like, wouldn't because some people would think, oh well, if you've got the perfect. So, well, mm. I might start with actually. It, do you think there is such thing as the one? Is there the one? Personally speaking, um, I believe in monogamy. Mm. So I believe in. Yeah, different pers- I mean, more yeah. like that idea, that kind of concept yes. that out there, there is that in the one world, person there's only one you. person. If you miss your opportunity with that person, you never meet them, then you're. No, I don't believe in that. I, I believe that I... life is fluid, and I believe that certain situations and experiences will move you in different places, in different areas, in different well, ways. Well, you might decide one night you're, you, it's raining, you can't be bothered to go out, and you didn't go out, and then you didn't maybe meet someone that would have been a, a good match, but then you might have gone out another night and met someone sure. else. So it's like... And I think I think that having that, you know, shoulda, woulda, coulda attitude will only end up driving yourself stir fry crazy. And I really do believe very much in just staying in the present, doing what is right for you at that time mm-hmm. and aligning what your goals and who you're after. You know, it's, it's like the dating game. You know, I make it really clear with people when they're, you know, a lot of people are fatigued by dating apps, I get that. But then when you really drill down to it, so... You kind of go, oh, you know, oh, what, you know, like, oh, I can't be bothered with dating. Oh, I can't, I just, oh, I said, and therefore you shouldn't I must be say, dating. That's kind of my, it's, I don't so know, so then, like, so be, then you shouldn't it's be. It's like I can't be bothered with I think for me, what I find is that the world has changed so much now where, like, you basically only seem to meet people on a dating app or if you go to a specific a, a bar or whatever. But if you don't, like, I don't drink anymore. So if I don't sure. drink, that's we're not right. going to spend well much done time on that, by the way. Well done. 20 days, I think, as we talk. Absolutely brilliant. Well done. And it's been one of the best things that I've, that I've done. And, and, and one, one of the most fastest growing things that people are doing too. Oh, it's yes. now cool to not drink. You yeah, do well, know it's, that. Du- it's doubled in the last, yeah. I think, 18 months, yep. the number of people that don't drink. Yep. But one in, I think it's, I believe it's either one in four, one in five adults in the UK don't drink yep. alcohol now. Yeah. So it's increasing. But it does make it more difficult because automatically one of those spaces, you're probably not going to spend, I, I can go to a pub and spend all day in the pub, I don't want to drink, it's not a problem, but I'm probably not going to spend my time in the pub if I don't drink. But you, it, as I say, but do you want to go to a pub? You know, what's the point of going to a no, pub? No, but the you? point is that's where a lot of people do meet people, so if you don't want to engage in activity, there's a big group of people you're not going to meet. Now there's an argument that if people are drinking, they may not align with your values. Does not say that I've got anything, I'd have a girlfriend that drinks, it, it's not It's not a problem to me as long as they, that is a healthy relationship with alcohol and sure. as long as that doesn't affect my relationship mm-hmm. with it. Mm-hmm then I'm happy with that's that. Fair. But I wouldn't necessarily probably go and hang out a lot in the pubs. No. And then you've got the apps where yeah. there is this kind of like very transactional and trans- mm. and I think it's very easy for us all to go on the app and go, oh, it's bad on there because everyone just kind of doesn't give anyone a chance. But we, mm. we, we, are, we are part of that game, aren't mm-hmm. we? We're all mm-hmm. doing it. We're all kind of, you match people and then you go start talking to someone and then you never really give that a chance before you've matched the people. No, exactly. And, and I, I just and, and wonder that how healthy that is. No, and, 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 well, uh, that is the, that is the point. First of all, is that if if one is dating like that, yeah, you're going to be quite hard pushed to find someone mm. that you are going to match with mm. because you're not digging deep. I mean, that, the, the the important thing is to actually give someone your time. And I actually say some dating experts will say spread yourself wide. You know, go for it. Personally, I think if you're going to do app dating, 
never go for any more than two at a time. Mm. Maybe one that's free, maybe one that has paid bonuses or something. Because it is, but this is, that's, this is also a myth mm. actually. People that pay for a dating app are more considered daters, right? And mm. I can see the logic behind that, but actually research has told us that it is about 50-50. It is about 50-50. Mm. So you're not necessarily gaining by paying for, mm. you know, a vast app or paying for a matchmaker or yeah. anything like that. Um, but, but the key, really, when it comes to dating, whether you're going on free apps or platforms, it really is your intention and being really clear. You know, mm. we were talking about mm. much earlier in the episode about laying your boundaries. Mm. Um, being really clear about what you want. And a lot of people go, oh, no, but I sound desperate. I sound, you know, because everyone wants that air of mystery. And if I suddenly go, <laughs> I'm looking for marriage and I'm looking for three kids and a white picket fence, I'm going to scare someone off. I actually hey, don't. I, I would what? say, I would testify as a, as a guy who's 32 that I... I would rather a girl exactly. say this is what I uh, am interested in because I don't want to have uh, open relationships with someone. I don't really want yeah. to have non-monogamous relationships. Right. And I want to have a relationship that you're potentially building an alignment. So exactly. I mean, hopefully that doesn't make me sound desperate. I don't know. Absolutely but that's not. kind of what that's kind of what I think. So and I do what is fascinating is that you do and I wonder sometimes, I see some of the girls on dating apps mm-hmm. and I go I just wonder, are they really presenting their authentic self? Mm-hmm. Because a lot of mm-hmm. the time it's, I joke about it, but it's photos in the net or it's all these kind of things. Mm-hmm. And I just wonder, like, is that you presenting what you think people want to see mm-hmm. or you present your authentic self? There's no judgment if you're, pre- that's you, that's absolutely, sure. you live your best life. Absolutely cool. But I think a lot of people do. And I think that creates such a confusion on both mm-hmm. sides. Because as the person mm-hmm. who's looking, it's like, well, who is this person? Right. Like they, they do one thing with their lives and say they're aligned with one thing, but then they're also portraying a different, version of themselves so, so therefore like oh, how do you spend your sunday hungover like i'm like yeah. okay like yeah. i don't really but it's odd because and i asked someone before i was like do you actually like i have interest like no judgment just want to like yeah and they said no i don't really i don't really drink that often i said but why do you because well it just feels like what people say and i said but, but then i yeah. said like for me like it's i'd rather you just say i, I do something like go for a walk on a sunday because I, actually i wouldn't want to be going out with someone's hungover listen, every sunday this is what i say to people if you like chess say you like chess because guess what there's someone out there that finds chess sexy as hell and they are going to be <laughs> yeah, the right you see, what's person the show, for you what's the show the, the, the queen's, queen's gambit, gambit with anna what's it um, is it anna, anna taylor anna taylor singing, yes singing. i mean please i mean i mean utterly, utterly uh, interestingly <laughs> you know um, um who was the guy you know about a boy guy uh, who was in it, Thomas Brodie's yes, gangster, yes. he lives just down the road. Really? Yeah, he does actually randomly, yeah. There you go, there um, you go. But that's the point, Alex. So you there saying, actually, you know, what you do want is everything you just said there. Brilliant, because that is you being your authentic self. You clearly have high self-esteem. You are at a point where you recognise what you want, who you are, and you are unapologetically beautifully you. And that is the problem. I don't, I'm not, not com- accepting a compliment, but I think we all have our We all have, uh, of course doubts, we do. Yeah, I'm generalising there. Yeah. But, but you being open enough to say, you know, who you are, and just in the small time that we've had a chance to get to know each other, I feel like I've got a fairly good measure of you. And if you were on something like Slevsko Dating, for example, I think I know straight away which, mm. where I'd be steering you and who I wouldn't be steering you with. But it really does come down to this authenticity. And I say, I get fed up with hearing the damn word, but it is so key at the moment, and particularly when it comes to dating and dating apps. And if you are listening now as well and thinking about, you know, really ask yourself, how true am I being about myself and to myself when it comes to dating? First of all, be honest about why you're dating, what you're looking for. If you're just looking for friends with benefits, that's fine. You know, there are plenty of apps for that. Someone else will want that. Um, If you're looking for marriage, that's fine as well to say that. If you're looking for companionship, Do you think so choosing, almost choosing the right app as well? Because if you're on an app that's for 
that generally is, is for that than maybe something like Hinge, which has seen perhaps more of the relationship. But I don't know if that's fair or whatever. Yeah, well, but yeah. Maybe that's where you'd go if you wanted a relationship. Absolutely. But actually, having said that, Tinder, which is known as a hookup site, yeah. does have a huge success for, for, for actually does finding relationships. Talk, yeah. well, like, Tinder came around when I was kind of moved to London. Yes. It was kind of it was very much seen as like this first like proper dating yeah. app and it yeah. became quickly less speed dating just like almost I would say almost like a hookup type yes, app I hook guess. Up, right. I don't know if that's fair but I think no, at the time I, it was felt that way. Very much so and I think Tinder does you know we all tend to look at Tinder as like the mainstream one and what it really does come down to it is about just being intentional being authentic and what you're looking for is someone that shares your values yeah. if they can if you can align on your values and your beliefs as well you know what, you really do have a really good shot at it. And that is what, when you said about, you know, not having, not spending enough time getting to know someone on apps because there's so much choice out there. Yeah. It is, it's like going into a supermarket. Yeah. Flick, oh, uh, 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 do I have to engage? And it's about making sure that that opening chat, that initial chat is engaging, but you're also asking the questions to the answers you need to hear to know so what would if you, what would you say is an opening? Someone's going to be opening, compatible. The opening, how do you open a line? Because I'm probably much more... Um, I'm much more kind of like, hi, how are you doing? I might notice anything. But like, should you be a bit more, not direct, saying like, let's go tomorrow for a coffee, but like, is that what you should do? Or what? Should, how do you kind of engage with people? So I think a conversation really is like a dance. It's like a game yeah. of tennis, okay? It's about just throwing out bids, yeah. okay? So what you're trying to do is you're trying, you always think about having like your little investigative hat on, yeah. okay? You're trying to work out you know, who they are, how they communicate, do they talk in colloquialisms, you know, you, yeah. you're just trying to figure it out, okay. So it's like, you give a little bit of yourself, and you wait and see if a little bit of their yeah, self comes sure. back, okay. So, but of course, we all start the conversation, hi, oh, you know, how are you, funnily enough, I even had my own brother, one of my brothers, messaged me yesterday, saying that someone he works with, that he, you know, quite fancies sending a message to, and he didn't know how to go about it. And I was just like, well, I need some context to this. You know, yeah. have you ever, you know, don't just be a weirdo that's just going to start bombarding <laughs> her out of nowhere. You know, let's get some rapport going. So it's about rapport. Yeah. So I think there's a very fine line between letting someone know you're interested in them or just becoming on too strong or yes. being a bit strange. But really, it's about doing that little dance. So if you have met someone on a dating app, you, chances are they are interested in dating yeah. um, that kind of helps but I guess you know it's really opening it up it's the first thing you know what are you want here for yeah you know what is it you... fair to ask someone like what Absolutely. are you looking for what, what are you, are you on the app yeah for? how come you're on here have you been on dating apps before yeah. you know what are, what are you know what are you looking for I would always suggest oh sorry it's a very loud bird that's kind of a nice, I would su- that's a nice uh, sound it's spring like is coming yes. spring is coming my friend um, I would steer away in those early conversations around exes. Yes. Um, but interestingly as well, it's very in- interesting to hear how someone talks about an ex mm. to know if they are potentially going to be good for you. And if what someone, do you mean by that? So if someone trashes their ex, mm. someone speaks derogatory about, or mean or, mm. or you know, slangs them off or anything yeah. like that, that that's not a good reflection on who that mm. person is. If somebody can speak with respect, at yeah. the very least, about an ex-relationship... Yeah. Even if it was a bad relationship. Absolutely. That's you a still good can person. have a level of respect, right? So, because at any point earlier on in the pod, and not one point did you hear me speak derogatively no. about my no, I, toxic I reflect, relationship. I reflect, I, I so, reflect on that, yeah. Because that isn't the person I am, you know. And for me to go, ah, oh, that was a piece of shit. Now, he may well or may not have been, but also I have moved on from that yeah. as well, you know, and I'm focusing on the present and the future. So how somebody speaks about their past experiences and past relationships says a lot about them as a person and about 
really how kind they are and respectful they are. You also don't people. know, because of course, I, I'm a big I thing that I am fascinated about relationships and I've had a few relationships in my life is that there are two sides to every situation. There sure. are two people Always. and there are two things and you'll only ever hear one view if you Always. only hear from one person. Right. So also you don't know if that person's saying, oh, someone's terrible. That mm -hmm. actually might just be, they, maybe they were the terrible one, maybe. You don't know. I don't know if I quite, but I mean, there are clear uh, it, well, times it, when it is exactly and the extremities, that. but most relationships uh, have complexities and of course. I, hopefully more, more people are good than bad. But of course, and you know, you, if and someone's you, and trashing you know, them, then you're like, exactly. well, where does that come from? Have you sorted that out? Have it, you, exactly. Do you need to go speak to Anna about your, yeah. <laughs> get some <laughs> Exactly. Advice, so. Well, also it shows, it shows perhaps as well where their headspace is of have they moved on. Um, you know, you, it, it says a lot about somebody, just about their character traits, their personality traits, on how they speak about other people, um, their interests. So, I mean, if you are just on the dating scene, you know, if you're messaging, it's, I think messaging is really good I'm a big fan of online dating um, as um, a way to break the ice yeah. it's cheap it's safe yeah. Um, safe yeah that's something people don't talk about enough is actually yeah. it is relatively I mean there are risks to it and you don't always know who sure. you're talking to but I mean the, a lot of the apps have much more verification steps now than right. they ever did mm -hmm. it is certainly safer than random dates sure. of people you don't know isn't it exactly at all I, I don't know at all yeah I, I would say so and I think it's a really good way to kind of try before you buy really yeah. to see if somebody is um someone that you actually get on with have an interest in if there is a spark and then take that day offline as mm. soon as you feel um, comfortable doing yeah. so and I would say you do that fairly quickly actually otherwise we all get caught in this loop of messaging tennis and always message me you know and no so one how long would you leave it then if, you're someone, if you've got like a really good connection they yep. seem like they seem like a good person they yep. align how you, is it days weeks months how, you know. I think it could be it could be hours if it's the right person but I say I would say you have a couple of messages I would then encourage you to have a, a, a video call yeah. A video, so if you can then a video call, okay. I've never really done like that. A FaceTime, okay, I know, I know, yeah. because that way as well, is that person really who they are? Yeah, that's you know? true. That's true. Yeah. What do they look like? You yeah. know, and that's the other thing. Oh, please don't ever lie. People just need to stop lying on their on their bio because guess what? If you're posting a photo of you in 2008, <laughs> do you know what I mean? When you've it, well put a photo of me when I was on Love Island. Which <laughs> I, actually, and I, I'm much more happy in my body now than then. Can Good. I just say? Good. But, and I mean that because I'm comfortable with it. But yes, it'd be like right. me showing six. But, Back but and I don't I, have yeah. one, which is fine which but is if they fine. think there's a six which pack, is fine but you need to you need yeah. to let someone in to who yeah. they're at yeah, because exactly. guess what again but that you know I mean we, and we do joke about that and rightly so because it is funny but there is a real side to that because if they're lying at that point yeah, what does that start. say about them as a person right they're not, not being start. authentic you know I know people that have gone on dates and they've gone out and they would have been fine if they'd been honest about it yeah. but they are generally thinking they're meeting you know, a six foot four yeah. brunette, you know, and they turn out, and I know something that's actually happened to, turn up to a five foot six ginger, you know, who, you know, who clearly had a little bit of Christmas gluttony. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with she the said, fact she that you And she said it wasn't him, actually, yeah. she went, but it was the shock of, he's just literally you catfished up and me. You turn up and yeah. you're confident in yourself and you, you're happy with who you are, then gosh, you're exactly. away, you, you know? Because straight away, that date started awkwardly because, She's then second questioning herself, thinking, am I a shallow person? Am I this? Yeah. No, she's not. She just wasn't expecting blah, yes. blah, blah. So I would just say, just be real because whoever you are, someone out there is going to love you and love everything about you because that's like, it's like me, right? I wouldn't sit there on paper, you know, this is being completely honest and go, God, yeah, I have a history of mental illness. Uh, I had, uh, let's say I was back on the dating scene, you know. Now, sure, I might not sit there and sing about it as my top line on a bio, yeah. 
But, you know, part of who I am and part of why I'm proud and happy with who I am is because of all my experiences. Yeah, you know, I've battled an anxiety disorder for yeah. years, but I'm doing that well. You know, I've had two kids and a cesarean and a postpartum hemorrhage, you know, but it's part of who I am. Yeah. But equally in that, I would obviously sell a lot more of the things <laughs> I am interested but in as well. I think there's an element there that otherwise there's two things. You're, you're kind of, you're, you're, you're giving them a false self of yes. who you are. Which obviously in itself isn't great, isn't good, isn't isn't right. But also, then you'll never feel that they like you for who you exactly. are. You're kind of constantly questioning, like how exactly. much they're buying into this kind of projected self because, rather than true sure. self. Because life isn't perfect, and let's just say I did hold those things in. And actually, I know plenty of people that are close to me that have held back the fact that they mm. have had addiction problems mm. or they have had clinical depression mm. because they don't want someone to be put off by mm. that. Mm. You know, I've had people that have children and don't divulge they've had children. Yeah because it's like they're going to know it's kind of important there's kind of a little fact that might be helpful right and you just one's knowledge exactly (laughs) and and i get those can be quite difficult conversations but you know hopefully this helps people listening to to realize that you know i've been working and living in this space professionally and personally for a pretty long time now everyone has something Mm. that makes them unique individual everyone wears their scars and in my experience like i haven't met anybody that hasn't had um anything that they've had to kind of challenge in Mm. life and guess what it makes you a much richer more interesting person like someone like you alex i look at you truly and i just see someone that is so resilient you know someone that is you are and someone that you know has been through it one must endure one must endure right and it's not to say we don't have our bad days it's not to say we don't have those days we question ourselves and our choices Mm. i do it too myself but actually, just being allowed to sit in those moments and go, but you know what? It's okay. You know, it's just the way life goes. Do you ever question? Um, do you ever question like yourself in the sense of like, am I a good person, or like, <laughs> did I do like? Because we all make mistakes in our life. I'm talking yeah. very generally and broadly. Do do you kind of look at that and are you kind of kind to yourself on things that you got right and wrong? Um, or is yeah. that something that crossed your mind? Because I find it quite an interesting reflection. Like we on because we're often deciding like. When you look at a lot of situations, you, you, there's often this idea that someone is that someone is right and someone's wrong, someone's yeah. good and someone's bad. Yeah. And I think a lot of like black and white thinking, or yeah. there's a lot more grey in life, isn't there? Totally, You're, it's such a great question. And actually, after I came out of that toxic relationship 15 years ago, took a big part of that was kind of forgiving myself mm. because actually, it wasn't necessarily him I was angry at. I was angry at myself for having a lapse in judgment. Mm. Um, and God, no, I don't think I get it right all the time, you know. And I think as a parent, you know, a lot of people you talk about you know mum guilt you know and I think that is something that I have always um I don't subscribe to mum guilt but you know but that's me kind of I guess being I'm not subscribing to it of course I always try and keep that work-life family balance as best I can because you know I I want to be a good mum by the way that's my granny over there just show you my family we're now walking past my dead family this is literally yeah uh, that is is my grand family gravestones Wow, so you, you kind of, you really have moved to home. I really you? have moved to home, yeah. yeah. I really have. Um, so, so I don't think I get everything right, no, but I think I have learned, and I genuinely feel like this is age that has done this, mm. without sounding like a wizened old granny. I found turning 40 initially terrifying. I didn't mm. want to turn 40. Mm. I remembered my parents turning 40 and thinking they were ancient. <laughs> but I turned 40. I and I was 30 even. So I know, yeah, I, I know, I did at 32. It's odd though, because I never look at someone else and think that's yeah. like, I think, like, I was Same. like, wow, God, she's so young. Yeah. But like, uh, not <laughs> Thanks, that I expect you to be old. But like, 
you, you don't look at other people and think they're old. There's always you in yourself, don't you? Always in it's yourself. It's always like that. Your like, sense oh of self. Like, yeah, I am 40. old. Oh, I'm 40. Oh, my God. I like going. I can qualify for like over 40s dating apps now <laughs> if I was dating. My God, that's like old. But actually, I, I have very quickly, I settled into this kind of new place of... I just feel very settled within myself and I don't get it all right. You know, I think I'm always battling, you know, work-life, family balance. Am I giving enough to myself, enough to my kids, enough mm. to my husband, um, you know, to my family? I'm in that, I can't remember it's called now. It's a, mm. it's a phase in life where, you know, I've got parents now in their 70s yeah. and children where I'm kind of looking after both sets yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think I just sort of do my best and I do, I do give myself a break and I unapologetically have self-care days. Yeah. I so enjoy. I've just come back from three. I've just been to see my best friend. It's important. Yeah. Happy Anna, happy family. What um what would you say to people, I guess we're tying to the end of this uh, episode, who might be listening who've gone through breakups or they are struggling with heartbreak or rejection or maybe they've been on the other side they've left a relationship and they're reflecting on that what would you say because i think there are very different reasons to feel a certain way but there's quite a common denominator of like that pain that you yeah. feel how do you kind of get through the initial kind of months but also in, i guess in the longer term how do you get through heartbreak and can everyone truly get over it can you get over someone I think it's useful to look at things in phases in life and that I think it's helpful to just think, well, always take something as a learning. So what have I learned from that experience? If nothing else, so even me in the pits of toxic relationships, mm. at the time I go, nothing was good about that. Yeah. But actually you can learn from every experience you've been mm. in. What has this taught me about myself? Mm. If nothing else, what has it taught me about mm. myself? What do I need to do more of? What do I need to do less of? What can I improve? How can I be better? How can I do X, Y, Z? You know, what have I taken from that? And I think, every, I mean, I look at every situation I've been in in my life and you know what it feels like too, you know, but when I've been in those, that trenches of perhaps mm. it would be best if I wasn't here right now, I've mm. learned so much from that and life mm. is richer as a part of it. But heartbreak is, look, I know everyone says, you know, better to have loved and lost than never mm. to have loved at all. And I do actually agree with that. I am a complete romantic at heart, mm. but I think, Everything is cyclical, you know, it's like seasons. Love will come and it will go. And sometimes it will stick, mm. um, sometimes it won't. But you will always have taken something from a situation. Um, and there is always something about you mm. that is completely wonderful and lovable mm. by somebody. It really is. And it's finding that right connection. And I think timing has a lot to do with finding the right person. I think absolutely shared values, shared interests mm. and a shared focal goal in life as to mm. where you're heading to you know you've got a teammate that's what mm. marriage is it's, there's no point unless you've got a teammate really yeah. that's on that ride with you so you're against the world kind of in a way it's uh, too hard it otherwise to it, yeah, it's, yeah. it's too hard being in a relationship where you're where you're you know magnetic, ma- heads, magnetizing yeah. against each other you've got to be a team but it takes constant work to do that but i think anyone that's been through heartbreak it you work through it and time does heal to an extent but even if you ask i know some people that are still wretched in mm. heartbreak mm. my granny my, my grandpa mm. died when mm. he was 60 mm. you know 45 years later mm. she passed away mm. pining for my grandfather as much as she did mm. the day he died Gosh. now that grief changed of course it did yeah, far yeah. more manageable towards the end yeah. um but she still loved him and yeah. i just think isn't that wonderful that we have people in our lives that we can get to that level of yeah. emotion and guess what and this is hopefully a positive thing to remind yourself that if you've got there before with that level of emotion and love you will get there again because evidence tells you you know how to get there and it and you have that capacity within you you can do it fantastic advice well let's finish off with our health fact of the week and then oh let's do it 
So yeah, we're, do, we're doing our health fact of the week. So okay. let's uh, let's see. I mean, you've written and done a lot of work around parental mental health, mm. or parental looking after children, and you know, it's, it's I, a, I tend to write books when I've had a breakdown about it. <laughs> okay, <laughs> it's probably well from experience is probably the, the best place to do so. And um, so the fact is that uh, children living with parents in emotional distress uh, is an annual official statistic, and sh studies have shown that there is a link between parental depression and increase in behavioural and emotional difficulties or challenges in their children. Yes. Alongside studies that looked into postnatal depression, there was a study in fathers with persistent depression as well. So kind of showing that it's both for, mm -hmm. for parents yes. and, and for mothers. The statistics are very similar actually, but less are talked about for dads. Indeed. Studies showed that um, at the age of three and a half, children are at the highest uh, risk of developing emotional and behavioural problems. We know that kind of early learning, I know that uh, uh, we have our uh, princess that's focusing very much on earlier mm. development, the zero to five. We know that so much of that development is done then, so and kind of the moulding of that brain so and that important. cognitive pathways mm. and so on. Uh, and actually that, that a lot of things start displaying at that time. But in fact, the trauma could have been caused much earlier, of course. Mm. Um, it kind of shows, I guess, the importance of looking at parental man mental health, not just for even the parents, which obviously stand alone is completely a reason to look at it but also it actually really does affect the children growing up hugely do you know with um with princess of wales doing this campaign this is something that actually was floated to me just in conversation and i know a lot of work has been done behind the scenes for the nspcc actually mm. for years on this because we know there is a huge correlation mm. as you say between um the mental wellness of parents and then how that then translate to the wellness of our mm. children mm. and i know when i had um when my son and I had postnatal depression mm. and birth trauma after him. Mm. And I was very aware that um, I wanted to be well for him mm. because I didn't want it to kind of pass on to him, mm. so to speak. But it is really, and, mm. and, I, and again, that comes with being brave enough to hold mm. your hand up and go, I'm struggling, I'm not enjoying this. I'm finding this really damn hard right now. You know, mm. should I be feeling like this? You know, mm. can anyone help me? And there's so many resources out there now mm. and places to get help as a parent. And yeah, I, I do think it's, I completely agree with the campaigns and I because I've seen the research myself mm. it's and again this isn't meant to um, place more pressure on parents you know like I get it I've got a three and a six-year-old so you know like, oh no something else to think about don't get mentally unwell because yeah, yeah. I've got to have kids I don't yeah, want them to get unwell but I think I think what I what I want for that though is the is get okay, cup half full to go but that is why it's important that as a parent mm. I place my mental well-being yeah. at the highest of that hierarchy yeah. not at the bottom when and I get any parents listening to this now I bet many of you were like I used to be and you'll put it right down the list because you've got all the other crap to get on with, you know, with the kids. And I get it. We love our kids. We want our kids to not go without. But let me tell you now, and I say as a childhood counsellor, children's counsellor, all a child wants, and I've heard it from the horse's mouth, they want a happy, well mum and dad or dad or whatever your, your parenting demographic is. They just want a well, happy parent. Yeah. They don't give a toss essentially about the new pair of shoes and the this and the that. Sure, they like it. But when you've actually have got a child that hasn't had those options, mm. I look at my pampered kids, mm. what a child wants is stability. And if that means as a parent that you have to work harder and unapologetically reach out to your tribe, find your tribe for extra help so you can look after your well-being, mm. your children will mm. benefit as a result. It's kind of, of the message: don't take more on by thinking you have to sort that out. It's actually learning to recognise early and get help early. Get help and also take share less the load. on. But also yeah, take less on, like uh, you know, and it, maybe put it in maybe slightly too easier um, uh, connotations from me. You know, so I am unashamedly 
one of the, um, the parents that doesn't do the homemade costumes at school. I probably forget half the things I should be doing. Guess what? I don't care because my boy comes home. He's happy. He's had a lovely old day. And I don't sit there having a stress attack on the yeah. millionth mum's WhatsApp group message because I haven't been in a vertical with perfect mum and remembered the Easter egg competition. Yeah. Yeah. I forget <laughs> stuff because I've been busy or I've done something else. Because yeah. at the end of it, as long as my boy's happy and as long as I'm happy and he comes home to mum going, ah, oh, well, Never mind, as opposed to, oh my God, my life's over, I'm a rubbish mum. Well, they pass on you know, that to kind of, uh, them to be kind of go with the flow as well. Go it's with just the life. flow. Like, they will forget stuff, it you doesn't, forget And stuff. I think this is it, it doesn't matter. No. You cannot, as a parent, I truly believe, you cannot keep up with everything. You shouldn't need to keep up with no. everything. There will be, there will, there will be an infinite list of to-do, or could be better, should be better, should... Mm. Ignore that crap. All kids need is love and food and air and a nice home life. And you know what? As long as you, you don't have to, there is no such thing as a perfect parent. You just have to be good enough and just mm. take the pressure off. I think that is a fantastic note to end the podcast. So thank you so much for sharing. And, you know, congratulations again. And I know you don't like taking the compliments. You've it. done so much. Thank you, you. And the books are incredible. Your the latest book was released last year, wasn't yes, it? Yes, yes. Where is the love? The relationship one, yeah. Exactly. And and you've got your uh, online platform as well yes. where people can go and, and get advice. And uh, There's a good and, one on uh, that. Without doing a massive plug, but yeah. the relationship plays, I have a specific coaching plan for parents called Couples with Kids because also I recognise how hard it is to relationship when you have children. Well, Go on, guys, and check it out. You know, people, parents who are listening, I know a lot of mothers and things listen to, and fathers listen to this uh, podcast. So go and check it out. We'll leave it all in the notes, and I share it obviously on this Instagram as well. Thank you so much. Thanks, Honestly, Alex. I really appreciate it. Guys, I hope you've enjoyed this week's episode. Well done on you as well. Take the compliment. Yes. Well done, guys. You've stomped away. You looked after your mind and your body, and we've all learned something from this. So well done, you. Take care, and goodbye. catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. <laughs> 